0: This week, we've got a slightly different topic than the first two you were used to. We've got members of our robotics team, robotics community.
1: Yeah, so every year you get a new objective, and then you basically build a robot that fulfills those requirements. Um, and then like as a, as a team of like four or five people. Uh, and then, yeah, we have three competitions a year.
2: What problems are, are you facing at school? And do you like a tank? And he just said sure we like tanks another idea was like to pick up legos and yeah but we had the idea of tank and he really liked the idea of tanks that if we start going to
3: competitions around switzerland or around europe and if we could help um with some of our local businesses and gaining sponsorship that would be a huge step up for our team
0: Hello, ISB community. Welcome back. Episode three of our Breathing Fire podcast brought to you by the International School of Basel here in Basel, Switzerland. I'm your host, Coach Vic. And this week, we've got a slightly different topic than the first two you were used to. First two dealt with sports. This week, we're going to branch out a little bit to see what else is happening on our campus. And we've got members of our robotics team, robotics community. I'm not quite sure how you want to describe yourselves. But before we get to that, um, if you will just state your name, how long you've been here at ISB. Um, clearly, you're part of the robotics. Maybe some other things that you also do at ISB. Um, I'm Anton, and um, I've been at ISB for about six years, and
2: I, um, I play lots of sports outside of school, but um, inside of school, I usually participate with tech crew, and, yeah, that's about what I do.
1: Uh, I'm Caroline. Uh, I've been at the school for... I think this is my 13th year
3: Yay. yeah uh, long, long timer wow
1: yeah um and I what do I do at the school I do a lot of sports Um softball season starting now I do basketball uh, and then yeah robotics
3: my name is Ringo D'Ingrando, and I teach the some of the robotics classes half the robotics classes here and then I also teach physics and in charge of the high school robotics club
0: Thank you very much. I'm going to jump in with you, Mr. Negrando. I don't know how many people realize that there's a robotics class, and I don't even know how many schools actually have a robotics class as part of their curriculum. Not very many.
3: Um, I think we're pretty fortunate to have uh, robotics classes currently offered for our grade 9 and 10 students, whereas as of next year, it'll be different. You can do robotics as a grade 9 student, and then when you move up to grade 10, you can have a different, let's say more advanced robotics class. Many of those students will then go on to go into, let's say they want to go into um, computer science, Mm. uh, or they want to go into do physics. There's lots of things that you can kind of springboard from robotics into. And then some students, uh, like Caroline, uh, is in the robotics club, Uh, and then Anton, uh, you're in both the class and the club, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: So hearing that, so like different levels of, of class, right? So there's a fully fleshed out curriculum with like steps and F- fully
3: fleshed out is a strong term okay. but uh, we okay. would definitely
0: have a, a curriculum that we have
3: developed Mr. Paul Forbes and I developed for the grade nine and then as that becomes grade 10, we've got a you know stronger or I guess more advanced curriculum that'll be happening and then yeah the as the years go by, that gets more Yes, robust and fleshed out, yeah. and we'll continue to develop it over the next few years. We
0: hope. Okay, is that part of the DP program? It's part of the MYP okay.
3: program, so it runs as a design course right now. Right. So, okay. Anton, um, maybe Anton, can you talk about like what your class is doing in design robotics right now?
2: So currently, we've um, been we've just had an interview with a grade one student, and we've asked them like are there any problems in your life or are you unhappy? And just like what they want that we can build with a robot, for example. And um, for me, we're building like a tank that I've been working o- outside of class. <laughs> did
3: they need it? They said they they were unhappy and they needed yeah. a tank?
2: Well, they said, uh, <laughs> they said... Uh, <laughs> or did you sort of feed him that idea? We, we, we fed him that idea because <laughs> we thought, well, what child doesn't like tanks and...
0: Will a tank make you happy?
2: Yes. It, we, it was one of our main questions. like, what what, what problems are, are you facing at school? And do you like a tank? And he just said, sure, we like tanks. Another idea was like to pick up Legos and yeah, but we had the idea of a tank and he really liked the idea of tanks. So yeah. And so then you're,
0: you're, you're finding ways to like... Share what you're learning with different people in the school, like throughout the school, I guess. Yes, exactly. Um, right now, we've
2: just finished um, making designs for the robot, um, and we are starting to build the robot. And I've like, I'm like nearly one f- fifth of the way there, mm-hmm. but it's uh, it's getting to look like a really nice tank, and we actually um. I've I, I get lots of feedback like daily. I ask the teachers like often, is the is it looking nice? Is it too much, mm. or is it too little? They mostly say it's too much, but, <laughs> 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 but um, yeah. So we've had ideas of using plastic and like a uh, vinyl wrapping because we want to make it colourful. Because okay. we've heard like there's different like colours can flip different moods on the children. For example, like bright, uh, colorful colors like uh, yellow, orange, green, those uh, like make happy moods and like more in more like, how do you say it? Like, yeah, just happy in general in life and yeah, to create a good mood. So, positive experience and
0: emotions. Okay, yeah. So, for maybe our viewers who may not be familiar, it sounds like you've described the inquiry cycle to me. Yes. Uh, (laughs) So, that's basically the research part of it. So, you learned about the colors and maybe how you can do those things. So, we had a criteria A,
2: which was just research. We had to, like, so first we would ask the questions, of course, create the questions, interview about the questions, and then do research about parts that could be included into the robot. So we had a um, vets turntable, which was just something that could like turn a 360, like a circle, and you can just man, like um, it can just turn around. Yep. And um, then we also did a VETS linear slider, and we also researched about tank treads, and yeah, that's what we've done. And then we created designs, which is criteria B. Yep. And that's the, and then we now making it, so it's kind of a
0: design cycle. Great, Excellent. Uh, so you're part of the club and the class so what you yes. just described was part of the class experience yes, right exactly. so what's your experience look like with just being a member of the club
1: um well as you might have guessed we built robots yeah crazy couldn't tell um, by the name <laughs> i know it's yeah. um yeah w- well every year we use vex which is like yeah this program that they every w- year they release like a new game with new rules so last year we had rings that you had to get into baskets and this year it's like foam disks that you can, you know, move into a zone or some rollers you can roll. And you so.
3: Throw them kind of like Frisbee yeah. off.
1: Well, one robot can do that. Not, not many robots are advanced enough to be doing that, but. Um, but we have one. Yes. Um, yeah, so every year you get a new objective and then you basically build a robot that fulfills those requirements. Um, and then like as a, as a team of like four or five people. Uh, and then, yeah, we have. Three competitions a year uh and then outside of i i'm a president of the club okay. and so me and my co-president olivia we uh with mr Inger, I know we started a like a teaching course for esh kids at esh okay. and um so we've done three courses yeah, i think
3: three sessions with the little stu- the little kids coming here to reineck on saturday mornings oh, wow. yeah cool. and then
1: we have like a two and a half hour course where we teach them how to build simpler Robots with mm. plastic pieces, so it's it's basically Lego, but a <laughs> little more complicated. So okay. Yeah.
0: So while you engage in the design cycle yes. in class, you have more like mission-based kind of objective. Am yeah. I? Yeah.
1: Well, I just I like to say I just kind of have fun with it. You know. Okay. You just have you know something the robot needs to do, and then I do what I ever needs whatever I need to do to make my robot do that.
0: Okay. You mentioned three or four people per team. I think is what you said. Yeah. So is that like a standard number? Like when you guys I'm talking about when you go to the competitions. You go to competitions, three to four people to a team. I guess the first question is how many people are part of the robotics club right now?
3: So we probably have about twenty active members who are okay. regular who would regularly take part in let's say our competitions we had at the start of the year yep. and we let them sort of decide how many people exactly that they put on a team. But okay. I find it works pretty well for us to have about four students on a team. Any okay. more than that, it seems maybe there's not enough for each student to do with yeah. their with their robot. But they do need to certainly decide who does what right. on their team. And that might be worth
0: talking about, like,
3: within your little teams. Yeah, what are the, the roles? Yeah, yeah. What, are your,
0: what are those roles? Because, again, I, I'm not familiar with this, and I'm sure some of our listeners are not as well. So, um, yeah, what are the roles on these teams?
2: So um, I'm a group of three uh, we've divided, b- divided the roles between like three. So I have Jacopo, Noel, and me. I'm the programmer, and I also help out with the building of the robot. Uh, Jacopo also helps um, with the building of the robot, but he's doing the um, design notebook, because one of uh, the criterias we are marked on for, the, um, for the, the competitions is our notebook and how well we've structured it the design and how we've improved it over time. And uh, and Noel, he's basically building the robot. He's sometimes helping me with programming because there are some, I'm not perfect and sometimes you, ne- you need another pair of eyes to um, re-look the code. And uh, so yeah, that's what we've done. And you can wanna
1: go? Yeah, well, uh, in my group, we have uh, Olivia who, she's our coding genius because me and Annika we have no clue when it comes to that. <laughs> uh and then I would say I, I'd take over more of the like building cuz you know I'm, I'm not I've never really been like a sciencey person, but I I know how to put two things together. You know? cool. <laughs> sure. uh, and then Annika she kind of you know jack of all trades. She helps with all of it and then um she does a lot of the design notebook as well.
0: So it sounds like each of you tries to play to your strengths yeah. within this group, yeah, a certain role, but you're not afraid to expand beyond that role for the good of the group. Yeah. 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 And then the whole notebook, what would you call it? Uh, uh, design notebook. Design notebook, yeah. Is that like where you're documenting like how you've built it or the steps you've gone through? Like what goes into a design notebook?
2: So initially you have an idea plan, like a brainstorm. You f- get a task, you get the competition. What's it about? H- how you gonna find it, the solution to it? How you gonna like um, create a robot that can complete all the tasks effectively so you want to find first a plan, and then you want to start um, designing the robot. Okay. So you want to kind of follow the criteria B um, a design cycle of uh, start planning, then create some of it, drawing it, then uh, reflect upon it, then go back to that stage and start creating more and how uh, you've ser- like solved the problems and issues with the robot. And then you start to build it, and then y- over time you start to like, Go back, see what's wrong, fix it, add more, fix it again, and all and that's just, documented. Yeah, and you do usually document that. Okay. Yeah, I know my group we had a struggle sometimes because we were me and Yakrapo. We would come Tuesdays, and I would come Thursdays, and Noah would come Thursday lunch uh, break, which is like so we we have to like talk after class, and sometimes mm-hmm. you weren't so good at communicating that, so. That's why we didn't do so well in our design notebook. Kay. Yeah, so. That's yeah. very reflective of you yeah. though,
0: so I appreciate <laughs> there's
3: that. A lot of, there's a lot of team management that the students, the, the better teams will get good at, is that they have to manage their time because right. the, to have a successful robot in some of these competitions takes hundreds of hours right. and we're not expecting any one person to be able to have that kind of time, but if you've got a team of four and you can delegate who's doing what, who's working on different parts, then the most organized teams can often have the best robot. Okay.
0: So you said we, you mentioned we had about twenty kids full time, like openly active in yeah. this um, in this robotics club. So that's about four teams, five teams, yep. roughly. Yeah. When you go to these competitions, does everybody get to go, or is there limits on this? Like, how many? Yeah. Kind of paint that picture. I'm, I'm trying to figure out like how many people are in the room or involved in these competitions. Well,
3: so I'd say this. Type of competitive robotics is just sort of taking off okay. in Switzerland, and okay. so I think our school is one of the the leaders in it. And so now that we've started hosting bigger competitions, we're sort of the first ones to do it. People are coming here, and so when let's say uh, tassus is sending their kids up from Lugano, they have two teams, and they might be sending twelve kids, okay. maybe with six per. So they're sending their whole teams, and if if we can get one of those other Swiss schools to host a competition nearby in Lausanne, uh, Lugano, Zurich, anywhere, then yeah, <laughs> we would, we would hope to send all of our all twenty of okay, our kids right. as well. Okay, so how many have we hosted? Three. Well, this year we hosted three. Okay, and we had uh, at Robo Mesa. How many teams? Other schools do we have? We had three uh, four th-
1: others,
2: three others. Well, there was. We had Lausanne,
3: La- Lausanne, mm-hmm. two Tassus. from Tassis
1: and Lezen. And then ourselves
3: okay yeah so we had three other schools uh and so we're hoping next year if we had three other this year maybe we can get another five schools next year and if we can get more schools doing that around switzerland it's just going to make it a lot more competition
0: are you guys like feeling the buzz like that maybe with each passing event there's more people and more excitement like do you feel that or
2: oh yeah the first uh competition we had there was like one or two like other teams one school it was just Tassis that came and uh, then the second one we had two, and then at the last one, which was RoboMessa, we had three, so it's gradually increasing. So the next one we're gonna have four.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and it'd be nice for, I think it's fun for those other schools to get to travel yeah, and to come course. here, but it'd be good if we can get one of them to host, then our students get to travel and go see another place. Right.
0: So we're talking about competitions in Switzerland. I know that there are, Continental competitions, there's worldwide competitions. Are those some things that may be on the horizon for us? I mean, what are your thoughts on those kind of things possibility, possibly playing out? Well, hopefully, uh, the winner
3: of the, the, at our Robo Mesa competition, that sort of acted as the Swiss national championship, which okay. it's brand new. So to say national championship is maybe a bit of an ambitious term, but uh, the robot that got the top robot award, they then got an invitation to the VEX World Championships Uh in the US. So that school and their team can travel there in late April and take part in the VEX World Championship, which is massive. There's probably over 500 teams that compete at that. And so that is something in the future. If we're able to host the event again, which we will next year, the winner should again get the right to
0: qualify and hopefully that'll be us. So is it the winner, like the team, the four or five people that created, developed the dragon, Mm -hmm. or I'm sorry, (laughs) robot, (laughs) I'm already thinking ahead here, Um, the robot, or is it like the whole school gets to go because this one team won? It it is just that small team, okay. And maybe
3: these guys can talk about like some of the. It's not just there's multiple categories that you're trying to win mm, at a
1: competition
0: okay. like this. Uh, yeah, so w- walk us through a, a competition day. Like yeah,
1: well, you have four components. You start off the day with like qualifying matches, where you're you're paired with another team, and so you're two teams going against two other robots, and then you just try. You have what, a minute and a half. Yeah, a minute and a half to just score as many points as possible and prevent them from scoring. So, you know, you're on a little bit of defense, hitting each other's robots, you know. And then that kind of determines your rankings, like, at the beginning of the day. And then you have skills challenges where your robot is alone in the arena for one minute. And then either with driver control or autonomous, so, like, coding it before, you just score as many points as possible in that time. And then, again, you're ranked on that. And then you have matches again and then whoever like got the best you have like a one to eight rank like who did best and who was like worst from the matches before and then the team that got number one they get to say oh okay well for the next part I want this team to be my alliance and then that team can either say yes or no if they say no then they kind of have to just wait to the end before they can accept anyone's offer so it's basically your it's like a drafting you're drafting who your teammate is survivor yeah we're kind of like picking teams in kickball Yeah. Yeah, it was an intense moment because you had to like stand up in front of everyone in there and just be like, yeah. I pick this team. And then everybody's looking at your team like, do you say yes or no? And then your team has to like convene and like, do we say yes or no? And you have like four seconds to answer. Is it, is yeah. it
0: advantageous for us to say yes or, or no?
1: Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to say yes. Because if you say no, you have to wait till the whole round is over before you get to choose. And then you might get stuck with like the worst team so yeah
2: we actually chose you first
1: <laughs> yeah our our <laughs> team we did really really bad in the qualifying matches but did really good in the skills challenges okay. so yeah. the top four teams were all interested in drafting us yeah. and we had like agreed with one team like okay we're gonna say yes to you guys and then they were number one and we weren't yeah. we were planning <laughs> on saying no to them but then uh, like right as they were about to say no and mr ingran i was like if you say no to them you have to wait till it's over and we're like
0: is that
2: why you chose us <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: it is airing out laundry (laughs) here. Yeah. So we
1: we kind of felt like we had to say us because we were the worst team. So we we needed somebody strong. So we teamed up. Yeah.
0: So maybe you guys can help me a little bit. Um, I've been in robotics competitions, so I kind of know what you're talking about. I can visualize it. But you talked about points. You talked about an arena. uh, You talked about autonomous programming. Mm -hmm. Like those are some things that may be foreign to some of our listeners. So if you can kind of walk us through that. A little bit.
2: So the arena, it's like put of like we have multiple squares, and at the end of the com of, of the like the little round, um, you, your robot needs to cover the most possible squares, um, at the end, okay. so that it's like the last ten seconds, and when you end on them, it's a multiplier. I f- is it what was the multiplier again? Three points. Three points yeah. per tile you're touching. Yeah, exactly, and um, so also there'll be rollers on the side of the arena. And your robot had to turn them to your color, and it would be ten points per roller. And on the autonomous round, uh, autonomous part, it's fifteen seconds at the start, or is it? Yep, fifteen seconds at the start, where your robot is just you can't touch the controls, and it does a program that you programmed it to do. And uh, for example, my program, it had to spin the wheel, and we tried our best to program it so it scooped up all the um, all the little discs that were scattered on the on the ground, and we had to put them into our little tri-zone okay. where we would get points for it. Okay, so some of it is remote controlled, and then yeah. some of it is pre-programmed. So 15 minutes pre-programmed, seconds. and one minute 30. Huh?
1: Seconds, you said yeah. 15 minutes seconds. 15 ah. minutes would be a very, very, very long time <laughs> to have to code something. <laughs> okay. Have to be good Yeah, you have
0: to Which be super, super <laughs> pro Well, you say that, so like I'm curious, how would you say you've you've progressed from the first time you started working with these robots and programming and competing and to where you are now?
1: Um, I think the biggest thing like personally is I can handle my stress a lot better. Okay. Like all of last year and our first tournament this year, I like broke down into tears halfway through the day because I was like the stress at these competitions is wild. It gets, it gets so intense, but you know, I'm better now at managing the stress both because I'm preparing better beforehand. Um, so it's just like knowing how things are going to work. Like if, you, if you're going into it and you have no idea how a competition works, you're like, okay, well, what do I do now? Where do I go now? And blah, blah, blah. blah. But if you know what you're doing, I feel like, I don't know, you can, get, you can prepare yourself for it better. Um, yeah. I think,
3: I think certainly I've seen a, a steep learning curve from the students compared to last year when we started doing this for the first time right. at ISB and we had the first robotics competitions in this type of um, hardware and with these types of rules. uh, I think even if those kids who were seniors last year and graduated came back and saw the level that the kids were at this year, I think they would say, oh, wow, they've actually progressed quite a bit this year. And I think, um, you know, if Caroline comes back two years later or three years later after graduating, hopefully she'll say, oh, whoa, you guys are so much more advanced. Because it takes a few years of kids doing these competitions before they can start getting really good and start scoring bunches of points and and becoming more competitive on, let's say, a more worldwide
0: stage, as opposed to just locally. Right. Zanton, so you were gonna say. Oh yeah. Um.
2: Uh, so I've. Um. What was I gonna say?
0: <laughs> we're talking about improvement or progress. Oh yes.
2: Um. So I actually think that my uh, programming skills have improved because, um, at the start I did all of the programming by like scratch code with blocks. Okay. And uh, now I've been uh, trying and practicing to program in Python, which is a uh, more. Uh, text language instead of just adding blocks together and slowing them in it's it's quite hard we had a few errors so but i had noel's help uh to catch some of my errors to fix it
0: well you got to make errors in order to yeah. understand how to make exactly. it better right so yeah i think that's one of those things we embrace in a lot of different facets here at isb is it's okay to make these mistakes you know and then as long as we're learning from them they're good mistakes right so looking ahead, talking about you know, improving, um, where's, what are some things that maybe, I don't know you, Mr. Dengrando, or either of you, where do you see it going? Like what's, what's the next step in the, in the progress or the growth of, of robotics, at least here at ISB? Um, I mean, I certainly, I would like to see the
3: students have, once they start getting more seasons of competition under their belt, I'd like to see them starting at a, a higher level each season. Whereas we, it's going to be all new rules every season with new game pieces, but once a student has built, let's say, two or three big competition robots, it's a lot quicker to get started. So I think we'll see in the next few years, when we do our first competition in, let's say, September, October, already we'll see hopefully more advanced robots than we're seeing this year. Sure. Okay. you guys?
1: Yeah, well, I mean... I'm hoping to make it to Worlds, you know. Okay. I have I have next year, Yep. and then I don't even actually know if I can go next year because of exams, but, yeah, fingers crossed. That would be also pretty
2: cool. I'm also hoping to win it. We came <laughs> second this year. Super close to first.
1: Yeah, we're very so close. So, yeah. yeah,
2: we were super close. So this year we want to come first, hopefully,
0: unless they beat us. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it in-house, though. That's the important part. Keep exactly. it in here. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> what w- so with that, what are some – like? Gu- I guess one thing people may not understand is The actual equipment you're working with, is it equipment that is specialized? Is it something I can go and buy off the shelf or order on Amazon? Like what does this kind of look like? Well, so the,
3: it's a, it's a branded thing. It's it's VEX hardware, uh, which it is modular stuff that is mainly made of steel or aluminum. And because it's modular and has all these holes, it can go together in a million different ways. It has individual motors that can be swapped in and out as well as sensors. So I guess if you come look at it, you're going to see like a grayish metal skeleton with motors and wires all over it. But it can then be put together to look like anything. And if you guys want to say anything about what your robot looks like
1: one that I feel like you covered it pretty well yeah grayish blob of metal yeah it's quite like reverse Lego like instead of having something that like sticks out and then you like put them together you have like holes okay so that you're actually using like a screw and you're not just like pushing stuff together
0: no cuz I remember I asked because I know that my son had like a a robotics I don't know what to call it kit starter set like that he could program and code and this was years ago Um, and we were able to buy it like commercially I don't know if that's something that – if that still exists, if it's a commercial bot situation or if it's something like that the school has to provide for um, or if somebody could donate, like, this piece that they're not using at the house anymore. Like, that's what we did in our last school. We ended up donating it um, to the school when we left. But I don't know if that's something that's open or possible for you guys or even worth looking into.
3: That's a nice uh, transition that you had there because uh, we are looking um, for – if there's any – let's say, corporate sponsors who would like to help us get more of the, the mm. kit for it uh, because the all of the parts are quite pricey. Yeah. And so we I could... <laughs> <laughs> certainly, um, if you look at other competitions around the world, like you go to a competition in the U.S., you're going to see local teams that have all sorts of sponsorship from their local, often tech-based companies that want to help out an educational STEM type competition. And so like For example, if you go to the Detroit area, you're going to see all the car companies involved with sponsoring robot teams. And you'll see the students traveling with their robot boxes with stickers from Chrysler and Ford and everything. And that's the type (laughs) of thing that could certainly help us out. If we start going to competitions around Switzerland or around Europe, and if we could help um, with some of our local businesses and getting sponsorship, that would be a huge step up for our team.
0: Okay, I'm going to look in that camera right there. And if there's somebody out there that is interested in sponsoring our robotics team. Um, we clearly have one. It's clearly healthy. We will clearly accept the help. Um, and yeah, move move both parties forward, our school and your company. So that'd be amazing, great uh, collaboration. Um, so yeah, we're getting near the end now um, of, of this chat. And it's, it's been super cool for me. I, I like to see that you're excited about it. Um, where do you see your participation in robotics like helping you maybe in the future
2: well um it's gonna help me because i'm trying to take more leadership roles okay and so i was um i was asking to mr dendrando if there's any leadership roles um at uh robotics and he said yeah um i forgot what it was uh, was it um we'll have officer positions. yeah officer positions something like that like the president
1: um, <laughs> I can't replace. Spot. Apparently, <laughs> it's, already, it's already I got, co- I got competition.
2: Quite big <laughs> right <mid> p- competition.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, leadership spots. That's that's something yeah. you see helping you. Yeah, exactly. Okay, in the future, Caroline, you mentioned a little bit about your sh- your like emotional management. Um, yeah. Is there other things that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's that, but also, um, I really like the course that we've been doing, Kay. like teaching little kids, because mm. um, T- I think. Tell them about the summer course. Oh that's yeah, we're it. doing a summer camp. For oh. only isb kids but uh, a week the first week of summer holidays we're running a full camp for how old fifth grade uh, third
3: kids are going into first grade up through sixth grade
0: wow so full yeah. day a full day in a full week of robotics half day half day yeah my bad half day full week of robotics yes wow still amazing yeah continue
1: yeah. well yeah no I was just um just like being able to like plan that and then you know executing it and having to work with little kids also like was isn't that uh, Einstein who said you don't Fully understand something until you can explain it to a six-year-old. So I think it's definitely like helped my understanding of it and being able to like dumb it down a little bit. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's I really Sim- like that. Simplify. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Simplify. Okay. What about you, as the leader, the adult leader of this group? How does this help you? Um, it
3: isn't. Uh, it, it's certainly a challenge. Uh, for me, it's a big challenge of parts management. Just mm. like trying to keep the robotics room orderly and in a way that the students can still find stuff, that we can right. store stuff, that when, let's say, visitors walk in to check out our program, they don't walk in and say, whoa, this is just parts everywhere. <laughs> uh, so that is a, you know, it's a nice challenge. So it's, it's, it's me trying to be more organized so that students can be successful right. in building their robots. And also trying to do a little bit of branding and promoting the club and showing off to the community what the students um, are doing. And so that makes me really excited to see like Caroline and Olivia and Annika, who started this program for little kids being able to offer it to other people in the ISB community.
0: Oh, cool. That's great. So this is the part of the show where I think it's becoming, it's only the third show, but I think it's probably going to become something that becomes a part of the show. And here at the end, you'll get a chance to shout out whoever you'd like. If you want to shout out a friend or say something or thank somebody, um, here's your chance to send kind of your message to our audience. So I'll give you some think time and when you're ready, fire away.
2: A shout out to Jacopo. Uh, he's been a real helpful tool to robotics and our team building also Noel. Uh, thank you. Thank you to him. Um, yeah, you guys were really helpful in uh, helping like put together the robot and design cycles and just everything was just, Excellent with you guys there, and it was really fun working with you.
1: I'll uh, I'll shout out my leadership team and Robo Group Olivia and Annika, you guys are awesome. Uh,
3: Mr. Tim Hughes for helping out with the robotics club and always uh, being willing to have a nice uh, coffee chat with the uh, the girls who are uh, maybe not building so quickly, but uh, <laughs> providing him entertainment.
0: Cool. Well, I appreciate you guys coming, sharing your thoughts, sharing your experiences with. Not just me, but our entire community. Um, I wish you the best. Lots of success here in the future. I hope it continues to grow, and I'm sure it will. Um, So with that, I will bring this episode of Breathing Fire to a close. Uh, We'll see you next time with something else happening here on the ISB campus. So until then, keep breathing fire.